What's going on, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and as you can tell by the title and everything else, this Review Point is going to be targeting Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the latest movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after Avengers Endgame and all these years of building things up. We are finally ending Phase 3, and we're doing that with... Spider-Man, my second favorite superhero of all time, and how did that play out, and, you know, what did I think about the movie, all that stuff we'll be breaking down here, the hits and the misses, the good, the bad, all the other kind of elements to go along with that. If you're unfamiliar with how I do the review point, what I do is a spoiler-free version first, in case anybody wants to know just my general thoughts on a quick kind of capacity, and then after that I'll give you a warning, and we'll break down some of the spoiler section of this. So, spoiler-free version of this. Let's get into that. Uh, very quickly, very general overall sense of the whole thing. I like the movie quite a bit. I don't think that this is going to go down as my favorite of the MCU movies or anything like that. I mean, it, it already isn't. I can tell you that. I mean, I haven't done my ranking yet. You know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, my ranking, uh, I you change the Marvel uh, ranking of all the movies after each new movie, and I just kind of slot it in there wherever I feel like it should need to be slotted. So I'm not quite sure where I'm going to put it quite yet. I'm leaning towards maybe a little bit underneath Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, yeah, right now I've got, and you know what, I might have to change these around a little bit too right now, um, but somewhere around that like that top 10 type of range. I mean, it's it's good movie, it's not bad, and there are things that I can nitpick, of course, but my nitpicks for the movie are basically the same kind of nitpicks that I had from um, Homecoming, where... My issue with these two films now at this point, it becomes obvious to me that there's a little bit of like a, hey, I get that, but it's very hollow. Uh, for instance, I still do not like the MJ character. I still don't think that she is in any fashion MJ. I know that it's like, well, technically speaking, she's MJ because she's Michelle Jones, but I'm going to reiterate the same points that I had had before. She is completely not Mary Jane, and I know that they never named her Mary Jane, but why are they naming her MJ, and why are they doing that anyway? It's just something that I'm not a fan of at all. I like her character to a certain extent, but I think that it's just sort of a, a random extra character. That Why did they introduce a new love interest that's nothing like any of these? And uh, I don't like Flash still. So that's another thing. Uh, we'll get into more details about some of that stuff. Um, but the story for the movie, I liked it. And I didn't like the post credit scene a whole lot. I mean, I'll get into that in the spoiler section. There's some stuff that kind of gets undone a little bit. And I don't know if I really love the direction that they're going in some ways about this series. But as like an overall scope of what this movie was, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Mysterio is great. And... There are lots of elements that are a lot of fun, and it's, you know, the action's good, and the visual effects are great, and all the other kind of elements like that. So, if you're thinking of a spoiler-free review in that kind of capacity, I like the movie. Gets a thumbs up. It's a hit. There just happens to be elements of it that I think they could have done a lot better, and there are elements that I didn't like, and there are things that I wish that they would have gone in a different direction for, and... Those kind of things that I'll break down in the spoiler section. So from here on, this is all spoilers, potentially. I'm not going to give you every little bit of spoilers, but I will be talking about some elements of the movie that you might not necessarily want to know about ahead of time. But if you don't care about that, by all means, continue listening. And there's your warning. 
So now that we're in the spoiler section, I want to say something to basically frame the negatives of what I'm going to say going forward, because there's not a whole lot of negatives either. I don't want anybody to think that this is going to be some review crap all over the movie. Overall, I really like the movie, but there is something that bothers me about these movies. And now that we've seen two of them, I know that it's not just a fluke. It's definitely the way that they are doing these. And I don't know if it's Marvel, because Marvel makes mistakes. Look at the Mandarin, you know. Or if it's Sony, or if it's a combination, or the writers in particular, or whatever the case may be. Uh, one of them being the scrolls, and we will get to that. <laughs> uh, I don't like how these movies tend to have something about it that makes me feel like it's like an Elseworlds type thing. Like it's not actually the story of Peter Parker and Spider-Man in like... Uh, I guess, like, in, like, the Prime fashion, like, you know, Superman Prime or whatever, like, Earth-1, it feels more like it is some other Earth instead of 616. It's Earth-1948 or whatever the case may be. And one of the things I don't like about this movie is the post credit scene where it turns out that Nick Fury and Maria Hill the whole time have been two of the scrolls, one of them being Talos. I don't like at all the idea that the scrolls are good or you know, follow the wrestling side of things are that they're baby faces i don't like that i didn't like that about captain marvel i don't like it about this i don't like how they tease the idea that this could be like a secret invasion type thing but haha we got you again it's actually just nick fury's on vacation i don't like it and i don't like how that throws away all of the interactions between nick fury and spider-man throughout the whole film because now we can't take that as like that's how they would react to each other because that doesn't count so I didn't like that. I don't like Mary Jane slash Michelle Jones slash MJ slash whatever. Zendaya seems like she's great for this role that they had wanted to make up. You know, this dark, edgy, goth type girl. But she's not Mary Jane. And why did they give her the MJ name? It's just kind of this reference that's very uh, pointless almost like she could have just been Michelle Jones. I still think she could have been Michelle Gonzalez and they could have gone away with that. I've, I've, I'm going to die on that hill. Um, but that is something that bothers me. And like, she doesn't get any better with that in this movie because she's just not that character. So why name her that character? And I, I don't like Flash being that type of a character. I want my Flash to be a bully in a different way. I know that sometimes they just want to change things like that because they just want to do something different. And I don't like that they just sometimes do something different for the sake of something different. So that bothers me. Uh, they throw in a lot of different characters here and there that are like references to certain things. And sometimes that can be really great, and sometimes that can be really awful. Something that I liked about this movie is they introduced Brad Davis into the movie as a romantic rival to Peter, and Brad Davis is in the comics. Now, in the comics, he's this blonde-haired white dude and whatever. I don't care that they changed him to somebody who was Asian. Who gives a shit? But at the same time, uh, that's just like a little side thing, and when you have certain characters that I feel are wasted, then that bothers me. And one of the things that I feel a little bit wasted about, this is kind of nitpicky again, is that they have a character named Dimitri. And I feel like, why did you name a character Dimitri if you weren't going to have the chameleon in the movie? Now, I don't think that the chameleon being in the movie would have helped the movie in any fashion, but I wouldn't have named him Dimitri. I would have named him something completely else because I would have saved Dimitri for the idea that maybe the chameleon could be in the mix like that. Or... 
if they are never going to do the, uh, the chameleon character, maybe they could just have the chameleon be somebody who's helped Quentin Beck with the whole hologram type stuff. Something to think about. I don't know. I know that one of the things that I liked about the movie was, and this is something that uh, is just sort of like, I wouldn't have gone with this necessarily, but at the same time, I liked it. Ned and Betty being a couple in the whole story, like they start dating at the beginning of the whole thing and they carry that whole story throughout the whole movie. And then at the end of it, they've broken up and stuff. I like that. I thought that that was really funny, not only because it gave Ned something to do, and it gave Betty something because Ned and Betty have been dating in the comics and stuff like that. And that actually made Betty kind of be Betty a little bit, even though she is completely not Betty Brant in the slightest bit. I don't understand why they cast it in that kind of fashion, but they really just don't seem to like these characters. They seem to like throwing out the name for them and then just going, but you know what? We'll do something different. Like it would not shock me at all if in the next Spider-Man movie, they just introduce Kurt Connors. And he's this, uh, I don't know, instead of being somebody with, who's missing their arm and he turns into the lizard, it'll be like Kirk Connors is their science teacher and he is in a wheelchair and he's bald and he looks like Professor X and it turns out that he has nothing to do with the lizard thing at all. Like They do that kind of stuff in these movies and I don't like that at all. But I do like that they had Ned and Betty dating because that's something from the comics. I do like that they introduced Brad Davis because he's a rival, that kind of thing. I really like the few moments that we had of Aunt May and Happy Hogan flirting. It's just a side thing. It's really not too much to do with the movie, but whatever. I like that. That's a hit. Peter Parker's great in this. Tom Holland is a great Peter Parker. He's the biggest hit of the whole entire movie, of course. No uh, surprises there. Jake Gyllenhaal for Quentin Beck really liked Mysterio in this. My biggest hit in the movie entirely is the Mysterio character when it comes to the visuals. His fight sequences and all the illusions, magnificent. Uh, Just amazing. Loved that 100%. This is the best story that I can imagine that they would ever tell when it comes to Mysterio. So I really appreciated that. I liked that they made him look exactly like the character in the comics, yet they gave a little bit more purpose to the fishbowl, and they made that, like, his controlling interface, kind of like Iron Man. Big, big fan of Mysterio in this. Uh, I mentioned the visuals are great. The action sequences are great. Didn't like that they threw away the Mars bench thing, because now we can't really do Hydro Man, because now, why would that be, like, what a coincidence kind of a thing? So that's disappointing, and that's something that I wouldn't have added in there because now that means that forever, for the whole entire MCU, unless you do some kind of a retcon, which I don't think is the case, then you can't really do the Hydra Man thing because people will be like, oh, we already saw that with the Elementals. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I really like the Elemental thing. I think I might have gone with something a little bit different, but whatever. Not the end of the world. I like all the Tony Stark stuff. I really liked the moment in the movie where the uh, he's like, oh, I like Led Zeppelin. That was really great. Uh, I don't know where they're going in the future with this, and I don't know if I want to see Spider-Man be Iron Man, essentially, but at the same time, I liked that storyline in this movie. What I didn't like, though, is at the end of the movie when they're doing the whole thing where Peter's identity gets revealed. And now this is going to be like, let's target Spider-Man. 
and let's target Peter. I don't know if I want that to be the next movie. The Sinister Six is kind of what I was thinking that they were going to go with. But then again, you don't even have Mysterio, so he's dead. Didn't like that they killed him off. I thought that maybe they could have used him for Sinister Six, or they maybe could have used him for the Thunderbolts. We'll see how that goes. But as much as I didn't like the idea that they're going to do this whole reveal of the identity and that they might even brush that under the rug, kind of like they brushed out the uh, brushed out uh, brushed the blip under the rug. Oh, by the way, really quickly, I do like that they called it the blip. That's a lot better than the decimation. So blip, hundred percent, still the snapping, still the snap, but the blip's a, a a good secondary kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if I really wanted to have Peter be on the run like that. We'll see how they frame that into another movie. I don't even know what the villain would necessarily be there because it doesn't seem like Norman Osborn would be the villain for that. Um, they, you know, they still haven't introduced Harry, but then again, if they introduced Harry, he probably wouldn't be Harry in any kind of capacity whatsoever. So no Oscorp building. Very surprised about that. Not sure how to really feel about that. No teases for Norman which I thought that they would do. Maybe that's just whatever. I don't know. But I do say one of my other biggest highlights of this whole movie, they brought back J. Jonah Jameson. They made him exactly how he should be, minus the hair. I don't know why they didn't do the hair right, but J.K. Simmons is back as J. Jonah Jameson. And you know what? Even though that is kind of bridging the gap between why would you do that with two different movies? The, you know, the, the Tobey Maguire movies are not the same type thing and all that. I know that some people are probably going to be confused, but those people are idiots. <laughs> it's just he is the perfect J. Jonah Jameson. Why would you bother recasting him? They made him the Internet uh, web show type thing. You know, a, a scrupulous website. I can't remember what they had referred to it. I like that a lot. Major, major hit on this one. And... Yeah, I mean, overall, the movie, plot-wise, and all the other kind of things that go along with that, I don't... Like, if you would have told me to write the next Spider-Man movie... I mean, if you would have told me to write Spider-Man Homecoming, I wouldn't have written Spider-Man Homecoming exactly the way that they did that. But if you were to follow it up with this whole class trip and all that other kind of stuff, I wouldn't have gone that direction. But I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I would change some elements to it. I don't think that J.B. Smoove and Martin Starr that their jokes were always funny. Most of the time, their their jokes were funny. Like, the whole, like, I'm going to be the cool teacher now, don't take pictures of people in the bathroom and all that. Most of the time, the jokes landed. But I do feel like sometimes they were just kind of going a little bit over the top, and I didn't really, really think that we needed as many of those jokes and stuff. But then again, this is more of a comedy. It's, you know, there's a give and take when it comes to these things. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of May. I would have liked to have seen a Nick Fury that was actually Nick Fury and not the whole scroll thing. Then again, I would have liked to have seen the scrolls beat the scrolls and not be some sympathetic thing in Captain Marvel. It's a whole nother thing. And, you know, I got into that when it came to the Captain Marvel breakdown, but yeah, if you, if you basically take this movie as an episode of a TV show and, you know, something to play around with a Mysterio character, then I liked it. Yeah, I would change the MJ thing. I would change Flash. I would change this. I would change that. But at the same time, push comes to shove, this one's a hit. You know, there's good elements and good jokes. I'm using the word element a lot. I think it's because of the elementals. I don't know why. But, you know, for every joke of, I don't know how Cap throws the shield like that, that I really laughed at a lot, there's a couple that fail. 
for every part of the movie that I didn't like, there's something great, like the J. Jonah Jameson thing. So overall, yeah, definitely a hit. Not my favorite of the MCU, but it's somewhere around the range of maybe uh, uh, on the spot. I might, I mean, I might change this, but I'd put it probably right underneath Spider-Man Homecoming. And now that I, I'm looking at my list, I'm going to have to bump up Black Panther to above that. So I'm thinking probably this will end up being my number 10 and it's going to bump Thor off that list. But I'll change that over the time, you know, whenever the case may be. But that's my uh, feeling on Spider-Man Far From Home. I Oh, you know what? One really quick thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, the music. wasn't feeling as much of the music this time around. Just another little quick thing. I don't know why I want to end on a... I don't want to end on a negative note. Let's talk about another positive. I thought that Night Monkey was funny. So there you go. That's another positive. So yeah, I, I liked the movie. I recommend it. I think that you should check it out, especially if you are obviously a big fan of the MCU, then there's no reason for you not to continue watching these movies because it's not like they're going in a bad direction or anything. And uh, I want to know what you have to say. So drop a comment below. Tell me what you think about it. If you are on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Ring that little bell for notifications to be aware of the next few videos that are going to be coming out. I don't know what they're going to be, but at some point, something's going to be coming out. Maybe The Lion King, I think. Maybe, if I remember correctly. And if you are following us on Facebook and Twitter, then go ahead and do that. Facebook is .com slash fanboysanonymous. And Twitter is at fanboysanon. Hit up that Patreon if you want to have me do more things and do things in more detail and, you know, dedicate more time to Fanboys Anonymous. That is the best way that you can motivate me to do that because, let's be honest, if I have the money to do it, then I can not work on other projects and kind of balance things out that way. There is uh, Public and Redbubble for the different merchandise type of stuff that are happening on Fanboys Anonymous. I have that for Smartout Moment and for a Mango Tease as well. And I think that that's it. So thank you again for listening to this, everybody. Thank you for all your support in whatever fashion it is. And I will see you next time. But for now, I got to geek out.